0: That's how it starts, the fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns, good men, cruel.
1: Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v. Superman by the Minute, a podcast mission re-watching, dissecting, and discussing Batman v Superman one single minute at a time. This episode, we have arrived at the epic, iconic, in a certain sense, minute 83. Iconic, if not in number, then certainly in the dialogue that is coming across, because as listeners to this podcast will soon find out, or have already found out after re-watching this minute before the episode, um, as everyone obviously does. This is going to be basically every question that we have called out in this movie to this point stated explicitly with some interesting connections about who they are linked with.
0: Yeah, this is one that I've been looking forward to for I've watched a a ways forward a dozen episodes back or so. And um, especially since in that time, we've spoken to Snyder himself and he said, uh, yeah, that's how I how I construct these is one minute at a time. And so looking forward to this one, it's like, okay, yeah, this is this is like a, a shining example of how kinda how that works. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's break down not only every question and every line of dialogue, but every shot in minute eighty-three.
0: Be their hero, Clark. Be their monument, be their angel, be anything they need you to be. Or be none of it. You don't owe this world a thing. You never
1: did. Right. We ended the previous minute with part of this sequence of like news coverage questions being asked. And now we get the the real bulk of it here basically stating all of the questions, which I guess I can run down like right now. It is everyone wants to know. This is Senator June Finch is saying that the whole point of these hearings is everyone wants to know what happened in that desert. What does Superman stand for? Does he act by our will or his own? And how far will he go? So a lot of the questions that she had previously asked, but now we're getting them pointed. And I think like you and I both agree that the choice of layering these questions with different people really drives home, you know, every like probably four to five second piece of this is a really effective punch, punch, punch sequence over.
0: And then also it's placement in the... The movie is really fascinating to me because I don't know exactly, I don't know how cleanly the the different arcs kind of start and end, but I feel like that, that first arc of the movie through Africa and all that kind of concludes with... With, like, it's Cherry with Lex Luthor. You have him getting on the scout ship, and the, and the music does a thing there, too, where it kind of swells. And then you get that moment, and then it, it's like a tone change going into the next section. And that one goes up through the introduction of Wallace Keefe, and, and then ends at the end of that Must There Be a Superman montage. And then this section is fascinating because it starts off then with uh, Martha when Superman calls her, and she says nothing was ever simple. And then we have all this different stuff in here of... Lois investigating the bullet, the nightmare happens in here, the museum and the Gordian knot, the you know 1% chance, absolute certainty, Batman meets Superman for the first time, Swanwick gets involved with the investigation, and then we come up through this, and then it kind of coalesces into this minute where it spells everything out, and then it ends again, exactly on the minute, with Martha talking to, not Clark, but Superman, in the Superman suit, you don't owe this world a thing, you never did not only as a construction of a minute, but as a construction of a whole sentence, it's a great book ending of kind of, here's what we're talking about. And now you can feel once again, we're ready to move. It's about to move into something different. And there's kind of a mystery there of like what happens. We still aren't completely sure what happened, but now we're moving on to, okay, Superman's going to submit himself to um, the scrutiny of the people. And, uh, and like you said, with the, with the cinematography here, so it starts off and it says the world needs to know what happens in the desert. And it's very clearly overlaid with a shot of Lois. And then it says and to know what he stands for um, and to know what he stands for, it cuts to Clark um, literally standing. <laughs> um, and he's he's listening and trying to understand himself um, as she says, like, how far will he take his power? And he gets a little frown when she says that. And then as she says, does he act by our will? And it cuts to Lex. And then she sort of pauses, and the camera pans back, and she says, or by his own, and it reveals the kryptonite. And then, I, and then before we cut to Martha and, and Superman, over the Lex shot, Lex is, like, caressing the kryptonite. And you hear <laughs> Lois say, people hate what they don't understand. And then yeah. it cuts or Martha, to her. Yeah. To Martha, yeah. It's almost like a trailer for the movie, <laughs> right? Like, it yeah, hits every yeah, – yeah. the only thing that's not in here is Batman obviously the themes relate to him especially with with like lex but the only thing that it doesn't explicitly like tie into all these other plots is kind of where batman fits in
1: it is showing like these are the four threads of the story that have to do with superman going on is lois trying to figure out the truth of what in, what ignited this entire movie the questions around clark about What role does he have in determining the kind of hero he's going to be? Like a lot of what we were talking about earlier was kind of conceptually. And now it is him literally watching at work, not knowing the answer. And who, yeah, whose will is he operating under at this point in the movie? But the thing with Martha, I think it really, really is effective for me is this sequence. Obviously, these are lines that people know. But personally, I'm more drawn. I was always more drawn to the Superman birthright version of of the origin than the kind of superman you know the movie where it was very clear in all capital letters you know i have to believe you were sent here for a reason the the approach in man of steel was much more i think grounded and and human in jonathan and, and martha where like you said this sequence <laughs> opens up with martha saying i never wanted the world to have you it is probably the antithesis Of that line spoken in Superman the movie, but it feels more authentic to me in terms of what a mother would say, you know,
0: the world has him now.
1: Like, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: and it's it's and it also comes from a sense of, like, the second they discovered him, I mean, the second they knew he had powers, they knew the world was going to try to take him from them. So even if they believed that he had a role in that, or if it was his responsibility to stand in front of them, like, regardless of how they felt about that. She always knew that her boy was going to be claimed by the world in one way or another, eventually, as belonging to them or subservient to them or responsible to them. And it's almost like in a reverse of, like, can't I just be your son? She's like, can't you just be my son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And paired with, um,
1: you know, to, to really make this clear, we get the like the piano notes of the Man of Steel music, kind of coming in here, remembering how this story started, mm-hmm. and now now that he's come back to to Martha, which is a nice touch. I understand that for some people, these will be as, as inspiring of rage about misunderstanding Superman as well, what was I supposed to do, let them all die, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is Martha saying, be their hero, be their angel, be whatever they want you to be, or be none of it. I guess in in the modern era, like, how bad would the world be if Superman actually showed up tomorrow? I kind of like the idea of Martha Kent saying, or be none of it. You you never owed this world anything. That's not – you are not morally obligated.
0: You didn't make the world this way, so why should they make it your problem to fix it?
1: Yeah, and that's – again, even if she isn't right, like, even if – you know, I think that's effective in the story that we're telling is – Martha is saying, Clark, if the world is so broken that you don't know how to be good in it, you are not obligated to do that. Yeah, And that's, I think that's a really, it keeps her character consistent, even with the time that has elapsed. And I mean, honestly, Martha has no idea of the hero that her son can become. So even if you disagree with the idea, I think it totally is valid coming from her.
0: And there's such a, when you kind of examine the idea of someone like Superman who has that power and has that ability, if he is saving the world because it's his job, simply by the nature of him being that powerful, that doesn't really make him a hero, right? It just makes him like, how is that any different than like an accountant chained to a desk, you know, slaving away at like, it's just his, his job. Like Superman, Superman doesn't save the world because it's his job. He doesn't save the world because um because it's his responsibility. I mean, it's almost you know, Spider-Man is the famous great power comes great responsibility is very much obviously undercutting that and saying, No, you you do this because it's a choice. Because you it's your power, it's your life, it's your ability. And we don't that deserve mean, it. Yeah, exactly. And that's not her saying, like, I don't think you should necessarily, you know, obviously she, she appreciates him saving people, but, but to make it like, as if merely by his existence, he owes it to the world to sacrifice himself for them. Like he already did that. And and now they're, they're bringing him, you know, they're trying to bring him back into, into responsibility for it again. And for him to decide to be a superhero or a hero in the face of that is way more heroic than to be a hero because, uh oh, well, I, I'm the one with the powers. I guess it falls to me. Like, Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, she's
1: saying it's your choice. You would like to think that Superman, I know that you and I literally would like to think that at some point Superman either had to or had to start the process of constantly choosing to be Superman. It's not yeah. a, you know, he just is.
0: Well, look at it. Look at your own life. Like, are you who you are yet? Like or do you like or or i mean to look at someone that they draw parallels at with superman like was jesus jesus before he died on the cross right like how can you how can you take that like yeah sure sure he was but like was that story did he exist as a i don't know whatever you want to call him archetype or figure or was that story done before it was done yeah And uh, and so I think that's it's the same here. So so, yeah, is he following the footsteps of Superman? But no, does he embody all those things yet? No, because he's been deconstructed. And so he's this is it's a process of continually becoming.
1: And I well, well, what did Jesus say? Right. I am what you say. I am. Yeah, I'm not going (laughs) to. And that's I mean, Superman is definitely headed in that same path. And Martha is stepping in saying, no, 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 no. You can you can just say, I don't want to be any of this and you can leave. But um, let let this cup pass from me. (laughs) Not, not, not our guy. Uh, He doesn't need to go visit the church now. That will. And again, like you said, you don't know this world of thing. You never did. Uh, Dead on the minute. Yeah. We get that last line of dialogue out, which is going to be a continuing trend for these next few.
0: Yeah. Well, you can, we, I like that. Not only do we know that this is, is intentional, but I'm starting to understand kind of the pacing of the way some of these sections open and close. And based on how, how frequently we're ending right on the minute, you know, um like obviously we've seen the movie so we know what happens but like if i hadn't seen the entire movie just based on the fact that we're starting to hit these minute marks um it's like the staccato like building on a song and you know that there's a swell coming yeah um and uh, and just want to call out again that i love the fact that this sort of what i would define as an arc opens and closes everything is bookended with martha telling him nothing was ever simple people fear what they don't understand be the hero, yeah. you know, et cetera, be, or be none of it. You don't owe this world a thing. You never did. No, it's not. It's not simple. <laughs> and 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 just like Pa Kent saying, maybe it's that doesn't mean that it's necessarily. And it, it just it, these are complicated questions. And this is how she feels because he's her son. And is it simple? No.
1: Yeah. Martha leaves saying that it is her son's choice. And uh unfortunately, we must now leave our listeners with the. Well, no choice, I guess. (laughs) We're leaving you guys with no choice but to wait uh, because that will do it for Minute 83. Obviously, we thank everyone for, again, listening and giving us yet another reason to talk about this movie. So if you want to join in the conversation, which we always enjoy, you can follow us on Twitter at BVSByTheMinute. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes as well, only if you enjoy the show. Uh, And you can also follow us on Facebook at SnyderMinute. Uh, and also head to Snyderminute.com, where we will have all of the podcasts that we do about both BVS and Justice League currently ongoing. And if you'd like to support the show, you can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Anyone in our bonus tier right now can listen to our full interview with Rich Citrone, more embarrassing than the edited one, <laughs> I can guarantee there will be more to come. I like that this is a, a clear minute where we are talking about we've now mentioned all three movies in Zack Snyder's trilogy here as uh this this scene is
0: tying Yeah, only fitting so many of them together, what we're talking about, right? Like who he was, who he is, who he's going to be. I'm so happy to finally be at this minute, but also a little bit sad that it's gone just because it's such a perfect crystallization of so many things we were talking about and transitioning into things we will be talking about. So, um, but, and there's yeah. some, this is a, this is a great stretch. I say that every time the whole movie is a great stretch, but I'm really enjoying this section.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you never did. <laughs>
0: Nice, nice try.
1: Thank you.